Give it up, son. I'm coming for you. <laughs> you can't hide from the bird. <laughs> I, I, I really enjoy that. That that makes me more afraid of Damon. The, the hard ass like Turbo can be like, <laughs> oh boy, there's whipped cream where we're going, boys. <laughs> just absolutely just fucking bananas. Lost his mind. You can't take you can't take us all. And I know how many men you matrixes can take on. Trust me. <laughs> Know how many men you you matrixes can take in one night, boy? <laughs> Matrix is like, I told you, I'm not gay. Alpha Reboot. You're prepared for a giant monster made entirely of nulls stomping around mainframe. An icosahedron. Icosahedron yeah. every day. Sometimes <laughs> twice a day. Good evening and welcome back, beautiful humans, to Alphanumeric, the world's foremost reboot podcast. I am Lady Glitch. And <laughs> I am one of your hosts, Christopher Siege. And I'm NeoCal. Who I just talked over. I apologize for that. <laughs> I'm so used to going second. <laughs> No matter who it is, I'm like. <laughs> I know a lot of the times I, I have a tendency to, well, when I'm not the one doing the the introduction, I have a ten- tendency to go last a lot of the time. But, oh. uh, uh, you know, this time I decided to change it up and, you know, fuck shit up and <laughs> kick ass and take names and uh, chaos. Yeah. Yeah, dog, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria, mass <laughs> effect, and the bunnies. dragon age, <laughs> the elder scrolls three, Morrowind. I, I don't know. I'm just babbling at this point. Anyway. Hello everyone. This hello episode, adoring fans. This is episode 45 <laughs> of alphanumeric. Like uh, lady glitch said, um, this week on alphanumeric, we're talking about uh, season two or nope. That's wrong. We're talking about episode two of season two, Cross Nodes. Cross Nodes. Cross Nodes. Uh, it originally aired in uh, uh, the United States of America on October 19th, 2001. That's and it. it originally aired in Canada on YTV on November 18th, 2001, as part of the hour and a half long movie Damon Rising, which comprises the first four episodes of uh, season four, which we talked about uh, at uh, at great length last week. But I'm uh, buckle up because I'm going to mention that caveat like every single episode in some capacity going forward because it's a uh, I'm I'm kind of a nerd for for little details like that. And speaking of little details, um, just even jumping ahead a little bit, the way that the U.S. episodes were constructed, it's an episode by episode um, viewing. And with episodes two through eight, they have a recap of the previous episode 
with a narrator voiceover of last week on reboot clip 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 i noticed that that kind of uh that kind of caught me off guard when i was watching this on crave earlier uh crave being a canadian streaming service that i've uh talked about on the show before um but uh, Crave actually has it split up into individual episodes, just like the the uh, U.S. Uh, syndicated airing. Um, but yeah, the 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 recap at the beginning uh, really caught me off guard. I'm like, oh, that's new. Has there has there even been another episode that had a previously on reboot? No, no, yes, Identity Crisis Part Two because it does recap Part One before it goes right. Into- oh, okay. Yeah, that that was a million years ago on this podcast. Basically never happened. Basically never happened. That that was what like that was episode twelve of the podcast, and we're on episode forty five now. That's like, and I I didn't even know y'all existed. We're basically then. different people. Yeah, basically, you know, uh, uh, I I don't know. I have nothing to say to that. Anyway, let's get into talking about the episode. Uh, episode cross nodes uh, opens with a bit, um where so we we all uh uh christina cal we we all love reboot uh correct we wouldn't be podcasting about it if we didn't love it mm-hmm. uh-huh um <laughs> you ever have moments uh in watching this show that just uh, make you want to shut it off yeah uh, they're they're few and far between, I will say. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're there. What what they're there. One of them. What there was an entire episode of moments like that. It's a little thing we like to call high code. Yeah, season two, episode two. Um, this uh, this episode opens with one such moment where we get uh, uh, Mike the TV uh, dressed up as. Um, uh, James Brown in a according to Wikipedia in a scene homaging uh Blues Brothers 2000 which was a fairly recent movie at this hear point. Hear the word of hear the word of hear mm-hmm. the word of Uh-huh. Uh yeah, so he's uh so uh, uh James Brown the TV is uh singing this song uh complete with like a gospel choir and everything like the song Hear the Word uh, in front of Damon. And, um, I, I'm not going to lie. I found this a little insufferable. It's, it's so Mike, the TV though. we know he's obnoxious. Uh, yeah. And I, I've, I, I'm, I am a fan of Mike, the TV, uh, typically, but, uh, this bit just doesn't work for me. Them doing the clapping gospel and being like, mm-hmm. infection like- got me infection got me i'm like weird thing to be listening to in 2022 yeah it's like heard and your you know your code is restored it's like i guess anything mike can do to not be deleted by damon he's gonna do it because you can see damon's like very pleased and she's enjoying herself while watching this this thing happening in front of her I'm not thinking he's doing whatever he's doing to not get deleted. I think he's just being Mike the TV. Who's been but, infected by Damon. Yeah. Yeah. Go- and she's just kind of like, eh, this is better than sitting here in like silence. 
That, hey. that was how I, I took it. Because she's like, ha, ha, ha. She claps like three times and then just goes about her day. Uh, she seems pretty to me. She seems pretty to be pretty uh, sincerely into it. She is kind of childlike and like innocent. Yeah, when when you were talking, yeah, yeah. It's like it, it's interesting that you're like, oh, she's a hot French chick in the last uh, episode of Alpha Numeric, and I was like, isn't she like, you know, like a teenage girl that just has way too much power? Which like regardless of her age i'm not going to get into that like can of worms but she just seems like a girl that has this magic power and like she's and it and it she believes her own gospel there we go that's what i'm trying to spew out okay but like nobody's been able to just talk with her in, in earnest and be like hey here's lady here's why we we like freedom because she's just like but you do not know true love unless you have heard the word. And oh man, I know people like that. I know mm-hmm. like cute or like really good looking people that just like coast through lives and everyone's afraid to tell them they're wrong mm-hmm. because they're good looking. Yeah. Or cute or they have rich parents. Do you know what I mean? And they just oh, yeah. are surrounded by yes men. But her yeah. yes men power is like literally like... A, a superpower so she mm-hmm. she can't have anyone argue with her even if they wanted to <laughs> it, it's like modern day school teachers like not being super afraid to tell like the star quarterback or that kid whose parents were on the school board has like a fuck ton of money no yeah. or to like give them the grade they actually deserve and they have to get all a's because they know that what influence that they have in the community and you know like the parents and the parents friends of the parents are all just gonna like storm in on them the school is just riding on that one person getting that sweet scholarship pretty much yeah yeah that's that's a good that's how i'm feeling here i'm feeling like somebody who's immune to her needs to be like shut up and sit down (laughs) lady yeah, it's like I don't care about the blowback. Shut, shut your face and sit down. But they can't. Like, yeah. you can go near. Yeah. And see, all I was gonna say is like, is it's like everyone around her are just like her Twitch simp's. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and again, um, Christopher and I have talked about this, especially um, in um, like preamble stuff. Like a- any Patreon combing through that stuff knows how I feel about this. If you just surround yourself with yes men right? You have this very fragile ego where you think you're the coolest ever. And then as soon as someone tells you you're not, you kind of like lose your shit. Yeah. yeah. I've I seen it happen seen the to rest people. of this season, but I'm predicting something like this happening to her. Like someone's going ha- to be like, Hey, you're a bitch and I don't want to listen to you. And she's going to lose it. Sorry. You were saying, you know, you've seen that happen. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've seen that happen. Um, just in workplaces in the past. Somebody telling somebody like, no, you're wrong or that's stupid and they can't handle it. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I I had a boss of mine like go like completely ape shit on me, like quite literally like yelling at me in the receiving bay just because like I called him out on a double standard and he like completely like just flipped his shit about it. Um, and I ended up uh, just walking out and quitting. Well, because I'm like, you can't talk to me this way, dude. I had already pl- been planning to leave anyway. Um, like I'd given notice. Um, and it was just like, it, it was a stupid thing about like, um, 
like basically like I had gone on uh, I, I won't hang on this too long, but uh, I had gone on my break like at a different time than when I was scheduled for, which is a thing people did all the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, including like this guy's like kind of like favorite in the department that I was in, like did that all the time and would actually like frequently like just leave like during his shift and like come back and like the manager knew about it. Mm -hmm. And so I pointed all that out and like, he just like, f like fucking flipped and like went ape shit and was like calling me names. And like, in hindsight, I probably like, I probably could have like filed some kind of suit against him, but yeah, I'd already given notice anyway. And so like, after all of this, like after this big shouting match we had in the receiving bay, I'm just like, I'm just like, no, fuck you. Fuck this store. Fuck all of you. I'm leaving. And especially you. <laughs> Not you, you're cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Except those like handful of people over there that I kind of like. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are cool. <laughs> yeah. It's satisfying to kind of make mm -hmm. a, a grand exit like that. <laughs> it is. Yeah. The, the biggest <laughs> grand. Go ahead. <laughs> grand exits. My work at Universal, everyone would always talk about, I'm going to be up in the control booth. And my last day, I'm throwing the e-stop on this ride and I'm walking out. <laughs> mm -hmm. People that have done that and just left the the guests hanging on that attraction. Amazing! <laughs> uh, I wouldn't I, be mad if I would be the guest. I'd be like, "Yeah, you go." <laughs> Both these guys. <laughs> I, I, I left a store once and ordered an entire pallet of milk <laughs> on the day that I was leaving. An entire pallet, and this was a store like a store that did not sell a ton of dairy, mm -hmm. so like an entire pallet, like. This wasted money for the company because all of that shit was going to expire. And like, eh. I, I probably like cost them like a, at least like a couple thousand dollars. Nice. Yeah. The biggest, um, the biggest like fuck you Exodus I ever did um, was like in front of like customers. And I was all uh, like manager, like being like weird and like snarky and like shitty and, same thing everybody knew they were like uh two people had given like their notice right and one of the people gave their notice had like literally quit the day before mm. right and they were like actually being really rude but like like you um that guy flipped his shit on your face but like there were customers around and mm. i was like oh so yeah this is probably why blah blah quit yesterday excuse me blah 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 like do you want to say like something to my face and they had just like started their lunch and i'm like yeah fuck you and i smacked their subway sandwich out of their hand and just walked right out and um uh, i was expecting no no reaction or whatever but like yeah they followed me and like put hands on me and then it got oh jesus into a thing where uh like customers um like inter intervened so that we didn't like fight like did the oh, break it up break it up come yeah, on so now fair. come on now God, boys take it outside take it outside not no, in here. Not, yeah <laughs> but if if they weren't there um i would have had a better story let me tell you mm. uh, i speaking touched of a sandwich but i did didn't but, didn't get to punch him in the teeth so next there time you go. <laughs> 
Well, when when life uh, gives you sandwiches, uh, punch it out of someone's hand. Life gives you Subway sandwiches. A guy named Cal is going to smack it out of your hand and call you a bitch. Speaking of, not- speaking of calling people a bitch, uh, Rhinox shows up and he's like, listen, my lady, I got some bad news. And we, we cut away to uh, uh, Enzo and Andrea like flying around on their space bikes. Was she touching eggs? Am I yeah, wrong? She- Did I miss something? Oh. Was she touching giant Easter eggs? Yeah. yeah, yeah, she was touching giant. E- Sorry, I forgot about that part. I, I was paying attention to this. I watched this earlier, and I'm like, I don't remember her touching eggs. <laughs> yeah, she gets off of her throne. She's like lightly touching the eggs as she walks down. She's being pretty little princess before Rhinox comes along. He's like, "Yo, we got problems, bitch." And then we cut away space bikes. Yeah, and back in the war room, Bob is like, "We got the first firewall online." Well, and they they figure out that like what kind of uh, Damon's mo is is that she's not infecting systems directly; she's infecting the pathways, the pathways yes. between them. Which mm-hmm. um, I'm like, what? <laughs> well, I I'm not even sure if this is like real, like computer talk, but it sounds like it isn't to me. It could just what be you like, do like, is before your computer gets infected, um, you you take your Ethernet cable and you toss that in the garbage, and that gets gets rid of Damon. <laughs> you just you just violently unplug uh, uh, the, the Ethernet cable. Yeah, rip it right out. Don't give her a chance to infect <laughs> to infect it with her eggies. Yeah, yeah, with her eggy, with her Easter eggs. Yeah, you dramatically like uh, just rip out the Ethernet cable right as her infection is about to enter, like into your uh, uh, Ethernet card of your computer. Problem solved. God help you if you have Wi-Fi. Oh yeah, you just gotta rip that out. <laughs> you just gotta rip that out. Yeah, rip the Wi-Fi out. <laughs> just, just grab your uh, your. Uh, your Wi-Fi router and throw it in the bathtub. Oh, I'm seeing now they're chasing a guardian in another system. <laughs> throw it in the bathtub. Uh, they're they're chasing another guardian in a different system, Andrea and Matrix, and she's holding one of the eggs. Okay, I see what's going on now. The uh, so so what do the Easter eggs do? I guess we'll so the Easter eggs find- are. We'll find out later, but spoiler alert, they're spores for infection. Oh. Okay, so she leaves them there, and even if the guardians are purged from that system and it's closed off, they all they're all going to hatch at the same time. Yep, and that's how she can control the net without having to exert so much energy. She got her minions to do it all for her. Okay, so that's uh, that's why the the stuff goes down at the end of the episode. I wasn't uh, wasn't entirely clear about that. Okay, I, I did watch this. I swear. Yeah, right? and then Bob, Bob I watched and it Mal- twice. <laughs> Bob, Mouse, and Fong are talking about this in the war room, and essentially they explain like Damon controls the pathways. They're throwing the eggs in the pathways, and that's how she can control the net without exerting energy. Meanwhile, we see Dot and she's looking at her data pad and she's got hexadecimal on there. And she's going back to the previous episode, trying to figure out what's happening with hex and the nulls and all that. Mm-hmm. Happy 
Hmm. Yeah. And then, and, um, uh, the, uh, Mal- what's going on? So go ahead, Chris. Yeah. Uh, Mal- Chris. <laughs> sorry, Christopher. We already have, we have this conversation today. I'm sorry. Between Chris and Christopher and any or any other like shortening, please call him Topher. <laughs> if you're gonna shorten Christopher, call him Topher. Oh my go, god. Go for Siege. I'm I'm the I'm I'm Christopher Christopher Siege or Siege or the Siege. Gladiator Siege. Gladiator the Topher. Siege. <laughs> the Topher. Yeah, I changed my name on Twitter today to Gladiator Siege. Because oh, okay. uh, we we had uh, uh, a, a coworker of mine was asking like what my exotic dancer name should be. So I asked uh, Christina what she thought my exotic dancer name should be, and she was like uh, laser or something American Gladiators themed or laser laser with an with an O R like laser comb, and I'm like ha. Huh. And so I got the idea to change my name on Twitter to Gladiator Siege. I, I should think about what mine is. Well, I already have mine, so. Yeah. Gladiator <laughs> Sky. Yeah, that's right. And uh, Sky is actually an American Gladiator's name. Well, so is Laser. <laughs> it, it is spelled different. <laughs> yeah. Turbo. Nitro. They all had fucking, like, just so, like, a hype, like, early 90s names. Bill Conti did the theme music for American Gladiators. It is one of the most bomb-ass theme songs I have ever heard composed. Oh, it's great. I've I've thrown it at the end of several podcasts. Actually, uh, 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 listeners, this is... uh, If you hear the American Gladiators... Like, it's not entirely random when I put the American Gladiators theme at the end of an episode. I put it... It's like the end credit music of American Gladiators. I put it at the end of the episode where we've... Uh, completed something yeah like if we've completed a season of a show or whatever we ran the gauntlet man (laughs) exactly yeah yeah so that's that's a a little bit of a peek behind the curtain there i like that i i did not even know that so thank you siege fun fact today we learned today we learned speaking of learning (laughs) bellman bellman is giving a seminar (laughs) oh um uh, before that, though, uh, Mouse um, uh, mentions that uh, the guardians aren't uh, the guardians shouldn't be able to be sealed off because they uh, Mouse like seals off all these systems, and she's like, "Oh, the guardians shouldn't be able we shouldn't be able to seal them off." But they can make we portals. Are, but we are. Wait, they guardians should be able to make portals, but they're not using portals. I, so I noticed that. I'm glad you brought that up. Oh, they're not using. Um... Portals. Uh, keep in mind, listeners. Like I'm going in this like fresh. I've only seen the first two seasons of season four, and um, in the first episode, um, Damon who was like, "Oh wait, he's fused with his Bob has fused with his um, key tool. Mm-hmm. He'll be a great messenger." So I'm under the assumption that when Damon infected the Guardians. It severed their tie with their key tool. True. I have not seen any guardians using key tools as of yet. I never thought about it until um, Mouse's comment. She's like, mm-hmm. wait a second. And we, the viewer knows that inherently because, well, of the first episode of the first season. 
Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Megabyte needs Bob to open a Make portal port- to the supercomputer. Uh, I, I will say it does get explained. Um, yeah. And you are on the right track. Yeah. Figured mm-hmm. something. Um, also, Turbo, back in season three, Yeah, when Turbo meets Matrix and Andrea in that bar, we keep uh-huh. calling it Mulls Isley, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, but in the in the bar of like Desert Harbor Town, um, did that system have a name? I don't remember. It was no precisely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, he was like, "Oh, you still got your key tool or Bob's key tool? Good." And he kind of made a made a big deal of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's yeah, something going on there. He still had his at at that point too. He was still in control. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, didn't he's have direct contact. He's definitely not in this episode anymore. Oh, right. Yeah. We'll, we'll see him a little bit later. And then we cut back and we see one of the Guardian spaceships uh, kind of crashing. Take that. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a um, a flashback to um, Wellman Matrix giving like a, a prep speech. I really, really dig this. Um because it reminds me of kind of like an astronomer geek like you know turn of like the 20th century mm-hmm. like thinking about how there are multiple galaxies out there yeah. and the galaxy is not the universe because he's talking about oh there could be other systems out there mm-hmm. uh, i would also like to point out directly to his right uh is a stargate oh it's a stargate Christopher and I always point out Stargates in these freaking cartoons. That, but this is without question that this, Stargate from the episode. That this this has chevrons on it. It has symbols like all around, all around it. Like yeah, this is a very, 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 very direct reference to Stargate. This is uh-huh. the second time we've seen a Stargate and on reboot. Yeah, yeah, at least. <laughs> And so uh, Wellman Matrix is kind of uh, like he's his seminar that he's giving is he's high hypothesizing that they have that there are other systems and that they can go to them and travel them. And all they need to do is find uh, the ancient uh, uh, star charts and uh, find a working DHD to connect to the Stargate and uh, figure out what mainframe's point of origin is. And then they can dial any seven any possible combination of seven uh addresses uh seven uh digits to create an address uh to create a lock and we can cross which will initiate a portal and we can cross through the event horizon to land on the other side listeners i really like stargate <laughs> i was expecting a go old <laughs> reference in there or jafar <laughs> but but the limitation is we can only keep the uh, uh, the wormhole stable for 38 minutes. Mm, just enough time for one episode. <laughs> uh, actually, uh, it does come into to play in a number uh, some actually pretty good episodes. There are some episodes where the, the gate is stuck open or the gate. They have to keep the gate open for one reason or another. And uh, it, it actually it cr- uh, creates a lot of tension. St- Stargate question. So what if there's time dilation, right? So let's say a planet with a stargate is orbiting close to a black hole. 
I'm glad you brought that up. There is an episode where there is a planet that is actually uh, about to be pulled into a black hole. And because of the time dilation, the gate won't actually close. And the gravitational pull of the black hole, because uh, they were trying to dial back. Because uh, stargates are one way. Yeah. Uh, you you can dial Earth to go back. Yeah, yeah. So you can't, like, walk through... Uh, a portal on like from earth to like say abydos and then with the portal still open just step back if you do that you'll die you'll be disintegrated yeah uh you have to close the gate and then on the other side dial earth and open a new wormhole so what happened was is this uh team of marines was on a planet that was about to be destroyed by a black hole they uh they dialed uh to earth and when the wormhole opened, uh, because of the gravitational pull of the uh, of the black hole, the gate wouldn't close. So it stayed open and they're like, oh, well, uh, we'll just wait for it to close in 38 minutes. 38 minutes go by, but because of the time dilation, it stays open. And not only that, the gravitational pull of the, the black hole that the other planet is like suffering uh, actually starts uh coming through the gate itself and starts like pulling things toward the gate. It's a really, really good episode. Well, there we go. And now it's canon I, on, on reboot. I, ca I can't remember what the name of the episode is, but it's, a, it's a really good episode. Cross nodes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I really like this because it feels very much like someone getting excited about um, like, uh, getting the the Hubble telescope or very recently the James Webb telescope mm -hmm. uh, operational um, and I don't know it's it's really cool to think that in their lifetime they went from not knowing if there were other systems to they're aware that there's like a globe mm -hmm. and it's covered in infinite systems and and people and places <laughs> yeah and um, Dot does like a mock like Q&A with Wellman um, just to like get him prepared for whatever questions may come his way. And Wellman looks at Dot and he's like, Dot, you'll be here for me, won't you? Like right by my side in case I fuck up. And then the scene cuts back to Dot in front of Null Wellman. Mm. And like, she's, I wasn't there with you, dad, but you were right. There are other systems and peoples out there. Not all of them are nice though. And then she just like starts bawling like right into Bob's chest because like Dad, I need you right now. And yeah, she's I like, know. I, I felt for her here right now. It'd be one thing if it was just a bunch of nulls surrounding Hex because that has happened before. But like the body horror that is the possibility of him like being trapped and mm -hmm. yeah, there's I find that like scary. Yeah. And um, what's happening to Bob? Bob starts like phasing starts, in and out. Yep, he's fading in and out. And it's not the first time it's happened at this point in the episode. It happened right when they were leaving the war room as well. And even in the first episode, he's been doing this whole fade in and out kind of thing. So mm -hmm. merging with Glitch back in season three, Glitch was already damaged. And this was one of the caveats that he probably had in that conversation during Mousetrap with Glitch that you know I forgot about that 
you, it's like, you know, the consequences, potential consequences of merging with the busted key tool. And he was willing to accept those consequences for the greater good. What was happening? See, I, I was just thinking that he uh, was running out of time in his efforts to get his mom and dad to go uh, together to the fish under the sea dance. Um, so they can hook up and he can be born and go back to the year 1985. Right. And the, the more his, his mom actually has the hots for him, the less shot his dad has. And yeah. You, you know how it is <laughs> when you try to help your dad score with your mom, but you end up helping like the bully your yourself. Yeah. Do you just slowly like uh, uh, parts of your siblings just start slowly disappearing from a picture you have of them. And then uh, when, when for, for some reason, like you end up being like the last of the three, oh, I guess, cause he's the youngest actually. Maybe. Oh, I never thought about that. Yeah. Maybe I thought it was be just because he was the one affecting the timeline. Uh, either or. Yeah. Uh, um, but yes, speaking we're, of we're, the youngest, though, we're talking about Back to the Future. <laughs> no, no, I, I actually... we swear, we, we swear, we talk about Reboot on the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, yeah, no, I, I, I know what's going on with Bob. Yeah, um, yeah young, uh, young Enzo uh, Matrix is like watching TV, or yeah, it's like a, old, a play. He's watching, yeah, he's watching old episodes of like the mainframe strolling players reenacting scenes from episodes and. What we're seeing right now is the um, the gods, mortals, and demons game from season three, episode four, game over. The mainframe strolling players is that their name? Yeah. Oh, cool! I didn't know that. That's the like the, those actors that we we always like. Yeah, like in the episode Andrea, when he's watching another episode of them reenacting the Quick and the Fed, which is season one, episode three. Same people, and it's also yeah. the same people that did the End Frog musical. So mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, oh, we, yeah, we've yeah. always enjoyed that. Um, I I just didn't know that 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 they even had a name. Oh, oh. That, that's cool. Yeah. The world's foremost reboot podcast, ladies and gentlemen. That that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, Enzo is like, um, yeah, he's watching this like rendition of uh, like immortal. Actually, wasn't the the game the called immortal immortal conflict? Yeah. Yes. Yes, yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's watching the uh, the rendition of Immortal Conflict and like uh, the the we all know what happens in that episode and that gets reenacted and uh, uh, hack and or slash like start crying and they're babysitting him for some reason. Yeah, keeping him yeah. keeping guard. Whatever. I I, was, I I like in this moment uh, Enzo is like completely unfazed by it, but Frisket kind of like hangs his head and I'm like mm -hmm. I'm like yeah. Because Frisco was there, he was there for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, this is um, this is a reboot of Enzo before he yeah. even turns one zero. So he's watching himself go through all of these adventures, and he's just like, everything turns out fine in the end. I mean, I become Matrix. It's like holy shit. Yeah, I just uh, I I I kind of liked the um, like Enzo is unfazed by this because like it it's a new version. Well, it's an old version of Enzo, but who hasn't gone through all this? But Frisket is actually kind of moved by it because it's the same Frisket. He he experienced all of that firsthand. Dark times, yeah. And I like how instead of finding his own identity, young because um, oh, young Enzo, you must blah blah blah. Because Fong comes in, he's like, young Enzo, this. Young Enzo that, and it reminds me a lot of season one. 
And he's oh, like, yeah. I'm a guardian now, and I'm big, and I got a badass gun and a hot biker chick on my <laughs> arm. Call me, um, what does he little, say? Little Matrix. Little Matrix, yeah. And he boots into like current Matrix with the vest and the pants. And so, what happened there? Did he like hit his icon, or did the camera yeah. just shift and come back? And yeah, he hit his icon, and there he is, right there. <laughs> I'm not it sure might- how I feel about that. I feel being like, kid, your pants are too tight. Stop it. <laughs> and it'd be, indeed, um, even um, it's weird. He's got the same uh, earrings and hair, too. Um, Frisket looks up, up at him kind of like, dude, what, what are you doing? <laughs> it's like, not this shit again. Right? We already have one edgy, badass renegade. We don't need two. <laughs> Be your own man is what I'm trying to say, young Matrix. <laughs> and then yes, after, yes, indeed. Yeah, after the tantrum, we head to a new scene. And back it's to a the new... system with Andrea. Yeah, back to the system with Andrea and Matrix. And we see a guardian that looks very similar to the one Andrea fought in season three, episode eight in the Moss Eisley system. The one she poisoned by shooting in the neck, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I was like, is this her? Did you wake one, up later? <laughs> this one doesn't have a robot arm. Ah. Uh, is that why? Maybe it's it? her twin sister. Also, a completely different voice. Yeah. Oh, she does look different. Yeah. She no, looks, she, like, the model looks, the like, the character model looks almost identical, but that one had a robot arm, so it's it's not the same character. So they're, about They're just reusing scene. assets, you see. Yeah. About <laughs> the scene, she's all like, oh, like, you can't harm me because... I have Damon protecting me. And um, Matrix is like, suit yourself. And he whips his gun out and Andrea stops him. Yeah. Andrea is communication during this. She's like, she's trying to, and this is a crisis communications tactic that you have to get on their level. So it's like, you speak calmly to them. You ask them about what, you know, what their interests are, what's going on in the moment. And she's like, tell me about Damon. Tell me about the word. Because you know these infected guardians, that's they're all about the word. So she's Except like, that go. that fails miserably because that's she immediately it. kills herself. Yep. <laughs> so I, Enzo should have just shot her dead and he could have stole the egg. Yeah, she's <laughs> so like, for the once, word. violence is the answer. <laughs> she's the like, answer. oh, I will tell you about the word. And she leaps and she's like, it's bird. <laughs> Fuck all y'all, it's bird. <laughs> And she puts the the egg into the the energy beam of the uh, mm-hmm. the uh, what's that thing called the principal office's core. There we go, there we go. Yeah, core. Yeah. But if Enzo had just if Matrix had just shot her dead, they could have got the egg, and she'd still be dead. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Like she's li- trying to listen to Bob. Um, maybe they can be cleansed. In which case, it it's like the zombie apocalypse scenario where people are like, oh, we have to try to save them. They're just infected. Bro, if you're dead and you don't have a heartbeat and your like, limbs and stuff are like rotting and falling off, you're getting a bullet to the head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But if you're like 28 days later, like rage zombie infected or like whatever, you're still human. Uh, you don't. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, what's your opinion? What's, what's both your opinion on just shooting these people dead or doing um, non-lethal 
maneuvers? Um, I for me, I think it depends on uh, what uh, it's going to depend like uh, on a case by case basis and what the actual situation is like. Because like, sure, ideally, yes, let's maybe try and use non-lethal force to subdue the Guardians until we can figure something out. But if it gets to a point where it's either you or them, it, you have to defend it, yourself. It's going to be them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to have to agree with Christopher on that. Um, it is a case by case basis. You have to analyze like, are they, does it look like they're up for conversation? Are they going to hurt somebody around them? Are they going to hurt themselves, etc.? And you have to, I get, you have to like finagle your way to de-escalate that situation, but using lethal force as a final option. Like I exhaust all of my tactics before going, you know, hand-to-hand or weaponry combat. I tricked my fellow co-hosts into talking about uh, police using lethal force. And when it's I, justified, I was, <laughs> I was just—I was just going to say, Lady Glitch, you'd make a terrible copper. Happens, but I'd make a great negotiator. So, I—I'm no, like... I'm joking. You would be a—you would be a great cop in that so sense because like that's how us... it actually should be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it sounds like all of us would be in the same situation where we wouldn't shoot this lady because Andrea has a point, Bob has a point, but we'd be in the same sitch as them. You'd be like, oh, crap. She she offed herself. And that made me realize something. They're more than just, like, devoted. They're, they don't even have self... Efficacy? Self-efficacy? Yeah, like, like they... Their own agency. Self-preservation, like, yeah. is, is out the window. They're literally reprogrammed. Which yeah, is scarier than just liking Damon a whole bunch. <laughs> religious cults are they reprogram your brain they literally rewire your brain into like that way of thinking that's the way damon operates it's very like real world when you think about it i'm just saying the buddhists don't have a a god that asks you to die for them mm-hmm. buddha's like no man live your life i don't yeah, want you and to or- die because <laughs> we have no god yeah just chill and or Damon's just is, like, and Damon's just like, one, let, he doesn't let's, want let's you not to make this him. another Waco now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. <clears throat> Sorry, where the heck are we? <laughs> if you come down here to Savannah, I'll take you to the Graveface Museum where we can learn about like cults and scary stuff and look at all kinds of shit. Wait, I can post cults down there. We can uh, take photos and post them to the Sick and Wrong Discord. Yes, we can. They, they, they would love that shit on there. Oh, they yeah. would. And we played pinball for like five hours. You say hours. When you say hours, do you mean minutes? (laughs) I'm not a big fan of pinball. Can you tell he's a fan of pinball? Well, he can play for five minutes. I'll play for like an hour. How's that? Yeah, there you go. All right. I'll bring bring a Game Boy with me. (laughs) I, I, I dig pinball, but it's harder than it looks. Yeah. It's... It's harder than it looks. It's not like in the video games. Uh, an ex of mine, uh, uh, her and her mom and her sibling all like banded together and tracked down a uh, Robo vintage RoboCop pinball machine for their dad. Oh, because uh, he really liked the movie RoboCop. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's kind of rad. 
it was a nice gesture uh it uh he never did anything with it and just pulled it into uh uh like a room in their basement and put a bunch of shit on it oh uh, he, uh this is the next of mine that i've talked about before who was abusive and awful and uh her dad was also pretty awful too so she came by it naturally he yeah. does not deserve a robocop pinball machine no he does not well he he was no she was no damon because at least damon would be nice <laughs> At least Damon would be nice. Still, yes. still gaslight you. <laughs> still, she'd be kind about. Still manipulate you, but at least she'd be nice about it. At least she'd do it with a smile and a right? soothing French accent and yeah. creepy floating hair and a time motif. <laughs> yes, and then we got Ryan Ox over there saying that Andrea Majors are closing systems that haven't been seeded yet. So those eggs that they're dropping everywhere. Those are I got it. Yeah. Right. yeah, and she is uh, uh, Damon. Yeah, Rhinox like uh, expl yeah like explains everything that's going on, and Damon's like, "Well, it's time for Matrix and Andrea to hear the word." Uh, you must uh, break a few eggs to make an omelet. Yeah, and it's also do fromage. Well, goddamn, Damon, how'd you know I was hungry? I could go for an omelet right now because you are always hungry. <laughs> Hungry. How the fuck? Working on it. <laughs> we'll get there, folks. Yeah. It's also revealed, That's it's okay. revealed in that scene that um, Bob is now the only guardian that can create portals. Right. Because he, he merged with Glitch. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yep. So Andrea and um, Matrix, whether they know it or not, are effectively messing up um damon's master plan stopping the eggies mm -hmm. yeah we actually cut back to uh bob's apartment and he's got one of the the cpu dudes with him he's like are you gonna be all right and he's like yeah i just gotta access some energy you know plan it off and he's still you know fading in and out and you see his mm -hmm. new car he's got a new project going on yeah, yeah, I, I saw that. I'm like, wow, what happened? What happened to his car? Like, he upgraded. <laughs> it's it's pretty badass. Mm -hmm. uh, it, th this car would definitely be right at home in the uh, the bad Bob, like the Mad Mask. That's what Max I was thinking. Game. Even though he's merged with Glitch and he's very different, you can tell it's the same Bob because he's purposely trying to make it match the bad Bob episode vibe. <laughs> He's like, man, do you guys remember that really cool mega truck? Yeah. <laughs> what a game. It was like a sweet guitar riff just and playing was all there. the time. <laughs> Everyone was there and had a good time. Enzo had a go-kart. Yeah, Enzo had a go-kart. Fong had a whirlycopter. Brisket was there. Megabyte was a truck. <laughs> Everybody was having fun. The user was the Batmobile. <laughs> Those were the days. Those were the days. Uh, so what's the gist here? They're on their hover bikes and... Uh, they run into the Guardians. They're, uh, they figure out that like whatever they're doing is like some kind of trap. Right, it's a trap and they're locked in there. And they can't go back because Bob is passed out and he hasn't made the exit portal. Yeah. yeah. And right. the portal... AC has already been trashed, so 
Hmm. Something's amiss. Yes. Yeah, so th- well, this, this episode should be titled like things just get worse in every single way. Well, because as Dot is kind of like being like, damn it, how do I dad, we're we're trying to work in a way to restore nulls. We've been working on it for years, like whole cycles here. Like, you gotta give me you, you gotta stay in there. And warning, incoming game. Oh shit. Like right where they are, with like hex and the nulls. And dot. Yeah, it, interestingly enough, uh, uh, micro nullzilla here uh, doesn't actually like flee when the GameCube starts coming dot, down. Dot runs away. Yeah, everybody scatters, but usually like the nulls like flee from games. Yeah, they, they game... take off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this one doesn't, which yeah, I just... found kind of interesting. Yeah, it just now stands there like a doof. Yeah, it's like. And then we cut to Dot's diner, and Mouse is like chopping up tomatoes and apples and stuff. Showing off. Yeah, she's doing her best uh, uh, ride in Metal Gear Rising Revengeance <laughs> impression, slicing fruit with her high frequency blade. She, she invented Fruit Ninja. <laughs> <laughs> and um, she's like, Cecil, because she hears the incoming game. Um, but uh, check. And he's like, What do I look like? What does he say? Some, your errand boy or something like that. So, uh, Cecil's, Cecil says some Cecil bullshit. He says some Cecil bullshit. <laughs> and what does she do? She like Zorro carves up his um, bow tie. His yeah. bow tie. And he's and like, then, right away. <laughs> and, but then she like takes her high frequency blade and then cuts a big hole in the glass and leaps through it. And yeah, I'm she's like, like, put it on my tab. And I'm like, and he, and Cecil makes the comment that he's going to add that to the bill as well. But I'm like, lady, you could have just gone to the fucking door. The, the door was six feet. It, it was almost more time. To... <laughs> like, why that was that That being said, it's cool. It's Sometimes fun. you're cool just for cool's sake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, yeah. I'm with you there. And then like Cecil's like, I'll add that to the tab too. And it's like, lady. You know they have to replace the whole window panel? Yeah. And those are huge yeah. window panels. It's like thousands of dollars of glass, <laughs> glass and there. She should have used glass the door. Too. Like that 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 is glass that is designed to take like a blast like an some kind of explosive blast. Yeah. She just did that to be cool. Also pay for the tie. Come on. Yeah. For real. And the only reason Mouse does this is because she sees little Enzo and friends going towards the GameCube. Right. Because she's like, oh, no time to BS. I gotta go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to Dot going into Bob's apartment and she sees Bob on the ground. It's just like, Adam. Passed out. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the GameCube ends up landing on them and we end up in uh, uh, Revenge of the <laughs> We end yeah. up in uh, the mummy. Yeah. yeah. Complete with a user that's kind of like Brendan Fraser's character. It's Brendan Fraser. <laughs> it is. It's, it's Brendan Fraser. <laughs> I mean, weird fat Brendan Fraser, but. Well, that's just Brendan Fraser now. Oh, how. Leave the man alone. <laughs> well, he. Have you, have you seen him lately? He was in. The, He's in Doom Patrol. Let like, him let him be old. Let him gain some he, weight and get he, old. He's older and chonk now. <laughs> yeah. I've, it happens to the best of us. Unless you're Tom Cruise, then it like 
the lack of thetans make you ageless or something. <laughs> uh, that 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 is what uh, uh, I am trying to do with uh, with myself right now. Go to an auditing. Get all the thetans cleansed from you. I'll go get my auditing license for uh, the Church of Scientology, and I'll cleanse the thetans from you. Uh, we do have a Church of Scientology here in Victoria. What? <laughs> no, we do. Uh, I, I looked it up recently. Or not oh, recently. dude, I need to get in on that. I, I looked it up a while ago. Think of how much money I could make. <laughs> I did actually briefly consider. I was having like a kind of, I was in kind of a really like um, weird place in my head a couple of years ago. Uh, I mean, let's be fair. I always am. But uh, but I, I was like looking at like uh, uh, like religions or like philosophies or just like something to follow uh, just to like kind of kind of give my life some more meaning. Right. Um, this was before I started podcasting, mind you. Right. Um, podcasting. <laughs> But uh, but uh, one of the things I did actually check out was Scientology, and I emailed them about it, and they actually emailed me back, uh, which I didn't respond to. But then they emailed me again several times over the course of oh, the shit. next week. So I'm like, ooh, that's uh, that that seems like a red flag. One of us. One <laughs> of us. We need money. We need help. Well, and that's that was another thing too. I'm like, fuck, I don't have any money to give these people. <laughs> yeah, you're useless to them. Yeah, they're not yeah. gonna want me anyway. As soon as they figure out like what my finances are like. <laughs> so Bob can't reboot. He doesn't yeah, have enough definitely... energy to. Have we ever seen something like that, or is this the first time? I think it's the first time, especially when, we... when it comes to in trying to reboot. Have we seen Glitch Bob? In a game? Not yet. No. Maybe he can't because he's fused with Glitch. No, I think it's just because he's too weak. And okay, uh, doesn't okay. Dot say something to that effect? Something well, like that, yeah. Yeah. Just, she, I'm just theorizing. She asks him to pull up the game stats and he's like, I'll try. And he actually manages to read like what Glitch is trying to tell him about it. So we get a game overview. And then Dot goes and reboots. To sexy pharaoh dot. I, I kind of dig this look she's got going on here. Me too. <laughs> I like yeah, she's kind of got an Anuk Moon like vibes going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, from like the mummy, and I'm like, I dig it. Also, she's got abs. Yeah, I yeah. Uh, abs. Man, if Bob had been able to reboot into Arnold Vosloo, like I would have I would have <laughs> been into that. But Bob tries to reboot, falls on the floor. He and, does not um, have. I, I like what she she says there because um, she like looks down and Bob looks at her, almost like she's referring to her outfit and her. Um, let's say she has a very um, ancient Egyptian push-up bra <laughs> going on here, and she's like, "Huh, I'd prefer a pair of forty fives." And I'm like, she kind of to me looks like a character out of like Civ Civilization. Okay. <laughs> like one of the like uh uh one of the like, like when Cleopatra the, the, or something. Yeah, yeah, like one of the world leaders who will come up, you'll get like this like like cartoonish looking version of yeah. them. In A their, little cartoonish um like introduction whenever you piss them off. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. <laughs> sort of thing. That that's kind of what it reminds me of. 
And the animation quality is about on par with that too, with it too. So yeah. Um, what happens there? Does she hide Bob in a sarcophagus? That's yes. exactly what she does. Good. I, I like that. Like, you know, get him out of the way and so that the user doesn't blast him. Yeah. But Can we, we can say how bad of a shot the user is. Yeah. Yeah, he's like shooting at like snakes or something like that. He's shooting at a dot. Barrow dot misses. Instead of reloading, he just throws his gun away. Oh, right. Yeah, that's um, that's a little bit ahead, but whatever. Doesn't matter. Um, Um, There's one scene. uh, There's so many like little tiny scenes. We don't need to go to like, and then there's Andrea and they're on bikes and yeah, right. but there's one scene because it's cutting a lot here. It's like principal office game, principal office. Yeah, Andrea I'm just, and Enzo. I'm, I'm just kind of lost now. I'm around fourteen fifty. If anyone following along on Crave, but I'm only mentioning this principal office um, scene because it's funny. Um, hack and slash. Uh, sorry, Mouse is holding up um, little Enzo. Right. And he's like, let me go. You can't do this. I'm a renegade. Holding him up by like the, the back of his shirt. I, I think the exact line is, uh, this is not how to treat a renegade. Yeah. <laughs> I love oh, that. But so in, in lieu with our, our podcast, I, I'm going to steal that. I'm going to steal that. This is no way to treat a renegade. Um, and Mouse and, is <laughs> yeah, Mouse is like, Fong, we have a problem. And he turns around in the most tired voice in the world. And he's like, just one? <laughs> oh, I know. And I'm like, yeah, lots uh, lots going pretty bad right now, huh? And then um, when she drops them, he's like, oh, I know about that one. <laughs> yeah, uh, Bob, Bob and Dot are in the game. And uh, they... But they they need Bob to to open the portal to to save uh, uh, Matrix and Andrea. Otherwise, they'll be trapped forever. And then we we cut away to Enzo and Andrea like flying around on their bikes. They end up on like this platform, like uh, uh, a loading dock or like a loading dock or something, uh, where they run into this warehouse and uh, the the guardians like uh, track them down. They essentially hide. Yeah, they, right. they hide they they hide in a warehouse. Yeah, hide in a warehouse and um they're not shooting any of them. And they they make um at some point they make a note that um the guardians aren't like shooting to kill them. Yeah, it's a search so they and figure not a search and destroy mission. Yeah. Which is funny because back in season three, um Moss Eisley episode, it's like it was literally a search and kill kind of thing. Search and mm-hmm. kill freedom for Bob. Yeah, that was back when they just like shot first and asked questions later. And now I guess Damon has such a hold on most of like the net and all of the guardians that she doesn't care. Oh, sorry. Uh, she doesn't need, to, she can be, uh, she can be softer, especially now that she actually knows that Andrea and Matrix are from mainframe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or that's where they call home. That's Andreas a from a game I don't remember. <laughs> Under the Sea. Yeah, <laughs> it's canon. That game was called Under the Sea. Uh, so, so we, speaking of games, we cut back to um, 
uh, to to Dot fighting with the user. Uh, they he has a sword. They exchange some blows. She like does like a roundhouse kick, uh, but he uh, subdues her by pulling out this little like onk amulet. Right. And she tries to suck his soul out, but he like d he like ages her with an onk. And yeah. then throws her soul. Yeah, and she turns into like an old shriveling uh, mummy, and. Uh, uh, it, it the the user sees this like floating like uh, scroll thing. It's actually very video game looking. I'll, I'll kudos I'll give to them. Yeah. Kud- kudos to them. The, this actually looks like, especially of the time, like looks like a very like video game like objective, like a floating like rotating like scroll that's has light emitting. That's emitting it's light. Scroll of life. And that's how the user wins. Uh, instead of just beating the game, um. He like I don't know like has to get has a this shit eating yeah he has a shit eating grin like has to like relish it or something and then a random ass mummy comes out of a closed sarcophagus like chokes him out or something yeah uh, gr- uh, grabs him and then sucks the life out of him yeah uh, can completely. you imagine being that user you come this close to beating the game, but you turn around to like sneer at like one of the defeated enemies and then you lose <laughs> on your like last life sucks to suck, dude. And they win. Uh, yeah. You know how many uh, people like uh, in Halo that I've ended up killing because they decided to like fuck around and like teabag someone. They're in the process of teabagging <laughs> someone else that they just killed. And because they're not moving, you like land a sticky or. Finish yeah, them off, yeah, yeah, because they're not paying attention. I just like come up behind them and just melee them or something yeah. like that. Yeah, Brendan Fraser is like teabagging like Dot with his like sword. Yeah, and <laughs> when the when as we find out, it's Hex. She can she can reboot uh, because she has an icon. Yep. Uh, but also because something happens to her. Um, uh, I'm presuming it's something to do with the nulls. Maybe it has something to do with her rebooting for the first time. Could be not... her reformat from chaotic to good. Yeah, right. Before in the la- at the end of the last episode, before uh, the the nulls completely engulfed her, like something was happening to her. Uh, like whiteness was like spreading out of her uh, icon. And she was so... like, "Bob, help!" <laughs> uh, yeah, right. So she, yeah, so she was being reformed. She's not viral anymore. She's a sprite. Yeah. Um, gotta say, um, uh, I think her boobs got bigger. I was gonna, <laughs> I thought I wasn't going to like this cause I've seen pictures of this, but, um, no, no, I, I, no, I still, I still like it. Her face has kind of, um, she has an animated face now. Um, but it still has like a por- a cracked porcelain texture to it, even though it can move and express. Yeah, it would be honestly, it would be very easy to uh, turn her look here with like just like strictly with like a different demeanor and maybe some different body language. You could straight up turn that into like a Japanese like horror uh, enemy and like a survive Japanese survival horror game. This could be scary. Yeah, that, that that's what I'm getting at. This could quite easily be like some horror, some horror movie shit. Still got the corset though. Now, before we got to the hex portion of this conversation, there is like there's a moment where Dot is on the ground. She's looking at the user moving towards the scroll. This is at like 18, 12, 18, 13. 
and she's looking at her icon and she's like, am I going to have to start jumping games now? Am I going to have to convert to game sprite mode? Just like Enzo did. She's getting ready to change um, to um, uh, uh, the AI. She's getting yeah. ready to, uh, to double to... tap it and sorry, right. single tap it and become a game sprite to move with the game. Yeah, it's yeah. a good, good catch. catch. Yeah, because she she looked up at the um, uh, the user uh, about to approach the scroll, and she looks down at her icon. Yep, that's kind of a freaky like three seconds. Yeah, when this I had like... watched this earlier, I was like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, is like, is Dot going to be lost in the games for the rest of the season? Mm-hmm. Nope. She nope. just come. She just comes back like as old as Betty. Are White. we going to talk about how Hex's first strategy in the first game that she was in was to camp? The end. <laughs> it was to camp the goal. She's like, I'm just going to wait in the sarcophagus, and then the last minute, like, come out. She's just camping the, uh, the, uh, the flag, <laughs> which is a viable strategy. Yeah, <laughs> it worked. Uh, uh, that's how. Uh, uh, when Apex Legends first came out, I was playing it for a while. Uh, I I lost interest in it, but I I'm not really into battle royale games. But I actually. I think Apex is probably the best of them. A lot of people but, like, like Apex. But but my strategy was like I would usually just hide until almost everyone else was dead and just slowly like move within the ring whenever oh, I had so to. Oh, so just keep on the edge. Just keep and on the go edge. Go no further than you had to. <laughs> I've won so many matches that way. I would just like move uh, into like I would always stay in the ring like whenever the ring would get smaller, but I would just I would just stay hidden and let everyone else fucking kill each other. Oh, so you'd hide until you could take like the last one or two people. The, the last out. like two or three guys out, yeah. And, oh, so uh, you'd yeah. actually hide. It wasn't just going minimal effort. Like you'd move with the ring and then just like sit tight and, and then just hide. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. the The goal isn't to see how many people you can kill. The goal is to be the last one. It, well, exactly, and that that was my line of thinking, and indeed it works. But apparently, there's like um, that that uh gameplay tactic in uh apex is like very frowned upon i don't give a shit <laughs> then why is it in the game yeah that, it, it, it's a viable as strategy, somebody who it. was very anti-camping in the call my call of duty days um i i was i never tried to tell somebody not to or be like oh man like oh stupid like camper I'd be like, oh, freaking stupid camper like killed me. And then I would, you know, equip a noob tube and blast the corner they were camping <laughs> camping in. And then you go and play uh, Metal Gear Online and uh, immediately within seconds after spawning, you would just immediately get headshot by literally everyone in the entire game camping. <laughs> I was going to ask how that was. It was terrible. I couldn't get into it because uh, it was better, uh, the original version of Metal Gear Online with uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 subsistence on the PS2. That was a lot better. Um, But when Metal Gear Online came to MGS4, like, no. No, fuck that. I like... um, in Metal Gear Solid Five, there's there's two modes. There's like a like a typical like deathmatch type mode, and yeah, it's just it's fucking like everyone just snipes. Like you you'll walk like a couple of feet and you'll take a headshot. Um, but there's feels a, bad man. Uh, 
there's a uh, another mode, uh, an online mode, where you have in the game you have your uh, forward, you have mother base, and you have your forward operating base. And essentially, the online mode is there. Like, there's constantly this like tournament going on, where uh, online players can, and you don't like, you have no interaction with this. Online players can invade, try and invade your forward operating base and like steal resources, uh, kill soldiers, kidnap soldiers and take them to their side, whatever. And uh, it's actually a lot of fun and you can like build up your defenses and whatnot. Yeah, I've actually was always intrigued by that. Yeah, so they uh, that is the the uh, the the best version of uh, Metal Gear Online, in my opinion. Lady Glitch, what's your favorite Metal Gear Solid game? The ones that you guys talk about? All of them. Good answer. (laughs) (laughs) Survey says. (laughs) Survey says. Ding! (laughs) Top answer. (laughs) Do you want to play or pass? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We're going to play, and speaking of playing, after we get done with the game here in this episode, um, Dot looks at Hex, and she's like, Hex, I need your help. I need you to take Bob to the portal generator. I got to get back to the war room. So Hex is like, do, 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 do. Hey, Bob takes him on his arm. She tries to use her powers to get him out of there, but she has lost her powers. And Dot's like, what the fuck's going on? Hex, like, we've had our differences, but I need your help right now. And Hex is like, I've just tried and I can't fly. But I've just fly. tried and I, I, you're still here and and I can't fly. Yeah, and she's like the weird, like confusion in her own voice because her entire life she's been able to teleport and fly and shoot fire, yep. right? <laughs> yeah, and yep, now she's just a sprite. She doesn't have any viral powers anymore. Yeah, she even that- asks Dot. She's like, I, I've lost my powers. How do I get in there? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you got to start walking like everybody else, lady. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, indeed, I actually really love the, the scene later with her and Bob. No, I really like the scene with Matrix and Andrea prior to this upcoming scene where they're hiding out in the warehouse and they're chilling. And it's like, we're just hanging out here. And Andrea's telling Matrix, like, put gun away. We're not going to need gun for this. Like, I know there's I want gun. Gun yeah. good. It's like there is another way. There's only 78 guardians out there. I've been counting. He's like 78 to two. Like, and you don't want me to use gun? And she's like, no, I've got a better idea. And she she splits her legs, and there's an exosuit box that she's sitting on. That was cute. Yeah. Yeah. So now we jump to this. You got all the guardians out there. You got Matrix and Andrea coming out in their exosuits. Yeah, that was so they hype. Yeah, so they yeah they they exit the warehouse uh, with the uh, with their power loaders. Uh, I think this is the first time we've seen two in one scene, so that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yep. Um, Hello, boys. And so the guardians are there, led by Turbo. So as He's I was got mentioning, the creepiest earlier, smile on his face. I am paused on that right now, ladies and gentlemen. That will be the episode art for. <laughs> that will be the art for this this episode. Boy, am I happy to see you. Have you heard the word of Damon? Uh, uh, yeah, so he's definitely not uh, in control anymore. He's, um, (laughs) he looks, he is the most insane 
and this is from someone who's a fan of hexadecimal he's the most insane character i've seen in the entire show his like huge like uh, it's not even a fake grin it's not i've seen somebody having a mental like breakdown and that's the grin yeah yeah (laughs) i can't (laughs) that is great art i'm gonna put that as my profile (laughs) Like, uh, sorry, um, Twitter, like back, background, (laughs) just like Turbo, like, yeah, yeah, Turbo with his like insane grin that he has. Mm -hmm. Uh, so uh, I, I actually really like this scene here because the Guardians like fucking World War Z like zombie rush, uh, Matrix and Andre with the power loaders, yeah, and. A Matrix just like straight up like grab like they start grabbing them and fucking like flinging them around, <laughs> like kicking them in big swaths, <laughs> like a, a yeah, like t a T Rex fighting like a bunch of ants. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Hex is flying in Bob's like souped up car. Yeah, and Bob's like puking over the sides, and he's like, "Okay, Hex, just drop me off here. It's fine. It's fine." <laughs> She's like, "Oopsie Daisy, it's my first time." Give it up. She, so, I don't like Turbo's face. That's not how you talk. You don't talk, well, unless you're me, you don't talk with a smile like that. It's creepy. Mm-hmm. Doesn't he pick uh, Turbo up? He does. In the, in the water? And they like, shit talk each other. Closer to that guy? <laughs> yeah. Turbo delivers a line, though. He's like, it's time to stop fighting. You've been fighting all your life. Like, dude. Also, Turbo's arms are bigger than Matrix's. Just want to point that out. Yeah. So he's clearly still taking his his vitamins. <laughs> he's still on the roids. He's still on the the Damon roids. Uh. Yeah. And Damon's like, send down a Zoom room before someone gets deleted. Let the word of the bird bring the peace you so rightly deserve. Yeah. And it's like, it's like no. Turbo are like shit talking to each other. Andrea's taking on all the shit by herself. And then she sees the Zoom room coming down and she kicks Matrix out of the way. And right at that point, the portal to mainframe opens. I know. Yeah, ju- just a smidgen too late. Yeah. It's hard to dodge those Zoom rooms, man. Yeah. They're like mini GameCubes. Almost. Mm-hmm. Or I don't really know how to describe them. Because they slam down like it's a solid, like, well, it's a little virtual space. (laughs) Uh, You know know what it reminds me of is it reminds me of the Bifrost in the Marvel, the MCU. Yeah. It's a cool visual, just like a beam of light that like slams down on the ground and either takes someone away or drops them off. That's a good, good visual. Yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, uh, so and Andrea's gone, and Turbo and Matrix are back in mainframe. mainframe. Yeah, Turbo's here. Can't yeah. wait for more creepy like conversations <laughs> between him and like Bob or Dot, right? Or Mouse. Man, Mouse is gonna want to punch that guy in the mouth. Oh yeah, he started. I think. I think Turbo started all of this shit. Because if we go back to Mouse being set up. Because a communication device with Guardians was a bomb. The bomb created the portal to the web. Turbo's to blame for all the bad shit on the show. All his fault. (laughs) 
Uh, intentionally or inadvertently? Well, what was the idea? They were going to blow up all of mainframe yeah, just to, to take out that web virus? To, to contain yeah. the web creature, yeah. And Turbo was like, I bought you some time, but it's all I can do. And he like turns like a little dial. It gives him like a couple more nanos. And it's like, you're still killing them, dick. Yeah. I, I got the impression that that was like, that's like standard procedure for dealing with a web creature. That's how Bob knew. You're right. That's how yeah, Bob yeah. knew. He's like, wait a second. I'm from the Academy. I know how they deal with web creatures. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't. But they lied. They should have sent in one of their own. They lied to to Mouse. Yeah, mm-hmm. you don't lie. bamboozled a lot on the show. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder she settled down in mainframe. Everyone else are douche. Mm-hmm. Uh, question uh, that speaking of Mouse that I just thought of. Uh, where where is Ray? We haven't seen him yet, have we? Ray does not have a speaking role in season four. Like he's just he's a background character for the most part. Because he is in mainframe. Did he leave? No. Someone refreshed my memory? I thought he pieced out. He's dicking around somewhere. He's dicking around? Yeah. So they so they couldn't, they couldn't get, find an Australian dude. <laughs> so they couldn't get uh, uh, Mel Gibson's brother back to uh, yeah. to voice him. No. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm disappointed. I like Ray Tracer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't realize that. But now that you're pointing it out, it's like, where the heck is he? Yeah. Couldn't we may have or- gotten any Australian dude. Yeah, Hell, we may or may Christopher not Siege doing a bad impression. <laughs> um, so Matrix is yelling into the void. He's yelling, Andrea, into the portal. He does that um, a lot. <laughs> and then we cut to uh, Damon's house. <sighs> Damon's gospel. Yep. Her, her, um, the Church of her, Damon. The, the Church of Damon. <laughs> and Andrea's there in her exosuit. And Damon's just like, welcome. And Andrea lets out like this war cry. She I fucking yells and she swipes down her exo arm. But I'm Damon's like, crush that 13-year-old girl. <laughs> and crush a bitch. <laughs> I like how she's all about nonviolence and the second she like you said, uh, the choice of when to use violence. Uh-huh. Right. So I, I'm with you guys when I asked you that question, by the way. And the split second she sees. Damon, she's like, this bitch is getting crushed. <laughs> Bob wouldn't do that, by the way. He doesn't even believe in um, destroying viruses. Andrea? Yeah. No, fuck you. Get karate chopped by a power loader. And um, Damon's just one finger. Literally yeah, one finger. Yeah, that, I was like, oh. Wow. She she is very powerful. <laughs> she, she blocks this huge finger loader, like Superman blocking like a falling building. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and um, immediately like energy shoots from her and goes into the power loader and it's not something that like makes you sick like it did turbo I guess when she directly um, infects you it's like that right away just like with Mike mm-hmm. yeah. and Andrea falls from her suit and when she looks up she's like my lady and she has like fuck me eyes going on <sighs> yeah and I yeah, wonder she... how Matrix would feel feel like found out you know some there's a thing going on uh, there we'll we'll, we'll get into it more in uh uh uh, episodes coming up but andrea's like seems to me like seems really thirsty for uh for damon after she like the first the first time viral 
the first moment she realizes she's bisexual. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, well, wait a second. <laughs> and um, she's like, hey, you're just in time. And Damon floats up in the air and like triggers something. Mm-hmm. And she and activates every- all the eggs. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. All of the eggs activate even if they're not connected to Damon's network. Yeah, as long as the, the seed is planted, it's going to go off. And then it reconnects, right? So that's why a lot more of um, the systems have been infected than mm-hmm. what Dot and Fong and the gang thought yeah. would happen. Well, and even Dot- the systems that they had sealed, uh, Mouse mentions that systems that they had sealed uh, have gone viral. So everything they did was all for nothing, basically. That sucks. Yeah. And what is it? It's like something like 92% of the web or, yep. or sorry, of the net. Mm-hmm. 92.18% 92.18 FM. <laughs> Alphanumeric. 92%. <laughs> we ever have a radio station. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it'll be like 107.2 laser FM. L-A-Z. L-A-Z-R-F-M. Laser <laughs> FM. I like it. I like it. Yeah. So what were you saying? Pretty sure Fong... I made that joke before on one of these shows. At least once. <laughs> Sorry. Fong... Go ahead. Uh, Fong looks at Dot and he's like, Dot, what are we going to do? And Dot is just like so defeated in her face. And Fong is like screaming at her, Dot, Dot, Dot. And she's not responding. Specifically, Fong is like, Dot, Dot. That's literally that is how the episode ends. Wikipedia says it is a direct reference to Metal Gear Solid. It has to be. It has to be. We've been waiting for this moment. And Metal Gear Solid was out by this time. Had been out for a few years by the time this this episode came out. Our ranting a Metal Gear Solid episode technically fits with the episode. Yes. You can't be upset with us. Everything comes full circle. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. And I guess we'll find out next week if uh, a dot uh, hits continue or hits exit. Mm. Nice Man, she... Wow, things, are, things aren't good, huh? Because it was the weight of mainframe on her shoulders for like ever. And now yeah. it's like the weight of the world. Yeah, of the entire net. Yeah, quite literally, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, things aren't looking good. You know nope. what? I've decided I don't like Damon. I lo- I like, I'm fine with her character, but like, you know what? No. She bad. Even when Hex bad did bad stuff, she did it because she didn't know the repercussions of her actions. But Damon's she was emotional. Like, knows and she doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. She she just wants to troll everybody into clicking on um All right. That was the episode. Uh episode 2 of season 4 of Reboot Crossnodes. Uh Christina. Yes. Why don't you uh uh tell tell us about our our uh our esteemed rating system? Our esteemed and binding binding rating system that we have here on the podcast. 
Alrighty. So here on the Alphanumeric Podcast, we have a four-tiered rating system in which we grade our episodes um, from like super bad to super good. And we name them as follows. This is bad. Very bad. Then I don't think so. And then that was easy enough. And at the top, we've got alphanumeric. So there's our four tiers. Cal, what would you rate Crossnodes as? So much has happened. Just like last time, because so much happens, it's like, oh, it's really good. But like nothing definitively memorable, if that makes sense. Like all of this information, like, and the thing is, it's like, oh, Hex's form changed. Cal's got it rated alphanumeric, but like, this is just moving pieces of a greater puzzle along. And I, I think the the reason for that is because this was envisioned as these four episodes were uh, envisioned mm. as one movie. Okay. And I, I've said before, I said last week, and I've told uh, Lady Glitch uh, off air that I, I think uh, season four works better at, watched as two movies than it does as eight episodes. Right. Okay. Well, just this chunk of it, though, I'm going to have to give a low, that was easy enough. It's not bad. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, I like all of the info. I like the game. It was very gamey. Um, just like nothing important happened. <laughs> That's it. So that, that, that was easy enough. Okay. Uh, good. No, I'm just saying it was all all right. Okay. Uh, Siege, what would you grade this episode as? Uh, I will echo what uh, I will echo Cal's sentiment and also give it a low. That was easy enough. Um, it. Uh, I liked. I I, I kind of liked the game. We weren't in it very long. Um, but I, I liked the the look of everything. I liked all of the references in this episode. Um, I hated the the gospel number at the beginning, as I, <laughs> I talked about when we started this this uh, this episode of the podcast. Um, any excuse to talk about Metal Gear and Stargate, uh, I'm I'm there for. Um, Two in one. <laughs> uh, I I really liked the the power loader scene, just like flinging away like rage rage virus zombies like rushing <laughs> yeah um i thoroughly but, enjoy creepy turbo <laughs> uh but it it's it, it's kind of an episode of just stuff happening as opposed to any like the plot actually being driven forward in any meaningful like in any meaningful way and i guess like sure the uh the um, uh daemon has now infected the the entire net but like that kind of just kind of already happening uh, yeah yeah and it that that kind of just happens out of nowhere at the end of the episode i'm sure uh someone will downvote this video for me saying this but how dare you (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, anyway, so that, yeah. that's that's my rating. All right. And I'm going to echo both of your sentiments and also give it a low that was easy enough. Like, I appreciated the animation. Like, there are some really pretty scenes. Like, I know you hate the gospel number at beginning Siege, but I thought, like, Mike's 
purple sparkly outfit was just pretty rocking right there. Um, yeah, his, and out, his, his James Brown <laughs> outfit. Yeah. yeah. And Damon going green at the end of the episode, like infecting the whole net. Like that's just brilliant color right there. And just simple shit like that. But also echoing what you said, Siege, about the plot not really being driven forward. Um, there wasn't, there was also not a lot of character development in this. Like, yes, we get like the flashback with Dot and her dad um, practicing for his big old speech with the gateway. And like, we see that adult Dot really misses her dad. Like, that's really the only point that stood out to me for that. And I'm big on like finding those little pieces for, for that character development to think about. Um, and little Enzo having his temper tantrum about being called, you know, young, young Enzo and being called, you know, like little matrix right now. Like that was just hilarious, but. That, that yeah. was funny. Yeah. But that, that doesn't really contribute anything yeah. to the episode. It, it really doesn't. It's just like a bunch of like point, 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 but no forward motion until the yeah. very end about Damon's infection as a full. That's so, a good, good summary. Yeah. So a very low, that was easy enough for me as well. So, You're yeah, right. Well, There's lots of little things that are great. Intro, uh, Enzo having a tantrum, right? Uh, the the like dot like being like, oh shit, am I gonna have to stay in the game? Like, yeah. lots of potential, but they don't linger on those moments. They just move things along. And it's kind of like in a movie, like in general, just in movie media in general. Like you got your first half of the movie, it builds you up to the second half of the movie with little bits of info. Hmm. If they had lingered on the emotional repercussions of Hexadecimal losing her powers, but they don't. It's like 15 second scene. Um, yeah. Dot, um, it's shown her crying and stuff like that. But before it takes a toll on you or you, you can put yourself in her shoes, it just mm -hmm. moves on to the next, moves on to the next. Oh, yeah, Andrea, I didn't give a shit about what was happening to Matrix and Andrea this episode. <laughs> and they're some of my favorite characters. Space Boys, BFD. Yeah. And yet it was, that was the least interesting <laughs> part of yeah. the episode. Although so Matrix, sometimes less is more. Matrix screaming for Andrea was a little bit heart wrenching at the end, but again, it moves so fast, you don't have time to process and relate. They don't linger on these emotional moments. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Almost, but not quite. Very much. All right. That's been episode 45 of Alphanumeric, the world's foremost reboot podcast. Uh, if you want to support the show, go to Patreon, patreon.com slash lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. Uh, we're starting at the $5 and up tier. Uh, you get uh, access to hours each and every week, a preamble audio of us kind of just talking about this, that, or the other thing before we start recording the shows proper. You also get a monthly commentary track where we uh, watch all as a group, like watch a movie and talk over it together. Uh, we recently like did the entire Matrix trilogy, so go check that out. Uh, at the $10 and up tier, you get our weekly uh, news and current events program, Laser Comb Tonight. And you also uh, get to pick a show for us to, me and Cal, to review a random episode of on another one of our podcasts, the Lasercomb Podcast. Uh, in the month of January, we are dedicating every episode of the podcast to a show as chosen by our patrons. So, uh, patreon.com slash lasercomb, $10.00. And up if you want to get in on that. It's also a $25 tier, which gets you all of that. And I send you a t-shirt after three months. Uh, so go go check that out. Social media. 
Uh, if you uh, want to follow the show, go to on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash lasercomb. Once again, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. It's kind of the central hub for this and all of the other uh, various podcasts that we do, and we do a lot of them at this point. Um, Twitter. You can follow the show proper at alphanumeric pod, or you can follow me at lasercomb for the third and final time. L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. Uh, Lady Glitch, you are on Twitter as well, correct? Yes, that's right. Lady Glitch 619. And Cal. Cal is also on the Twitters, yes? Yes, NeoCal. N-E-O underscore K-A-L. Uh, go give any and all of us a follow on the Twitters. Uh, we will be back next week with episode 46 of Alphanumeric, where we will be covering uh, season four, episode three. What's love got to do with it? Got oh to boy. do with it. Because who needs a heart when a heart can be broken? That's, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, until then, I have been one of your hosts, Christopher Siege. And I'm NeoCal. I'm Lady Glitch. And until next week, what's love got to do with it? Got to do with it. You've been fighting all your life, boy. <laughs> Come on home. Hear the word. There's whipped cream where we're going. <laughs> where we're going, we don't need whipped cream. I don't know. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.